Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, it's Allison. I have a special treat for you today. We're going to be talking to Kat and Nat. Kat and Nat, if you don't know them and who doesn't know them yet, um, they are a trusted mom brand created by two very candid moms who deliver authentic content to help women and moms from all around the world learn and grow together. These two host the chart-topping Cat and Nat Unfiltered podcast, branded content experts. They're also public speakers. They're TV personalities, social media leaders, and best-selling authors. Cat and Nat take their podcast to a whole new level with guest experts. I've been a guest. BFFs yeah. and candid sex conversations, inspiring their listeners to find their true selves. Not the ones sold by motivational speakers. They're talking about their true selves that have tried daily, sometimes nailed it, and sometimes failing it. How are you, ladies? Thanks for being on the podcast. We're so great. Thank you so much for um, finally uh, having us because you have done so much for us. And just to be able to be here for you is the least we could do. Well, let me just tell you that whenever I do anything with you folks, my email box blows up with like new follower, new eyeballs, new sign up. So listen, it's mm. uh, it, it's mutual. So thank you so, so much. Um, I really wanted to take advantage of this unique position that you have in that your entire day in, day out career, which you guys grind away and let us into your lives so, so graciously, so generously you're probably more in touch and more in the trenches with moms than anybody else in North America, arguably around the globe. Would you agree? True or false? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, we get to, and we also get to talk to a lot of different moms in different pockets. Yeah. So we actually touch down and yeah, we do. We do. We, we hear. All, yes, we do. I would agree with that statement. 
And yeah. you hear it uncandidly, not the not the cleaned up thing that you ask your mm-hmm. pediatrician about how everything's going at home, not even the cleaned up stuff that me as a therapist would get because nobody wants to admit that they actually, you know, aren't having sex with their husband or we're thinking like it takes a long time for people to be real. And yet you are so good at disarming people and allowing them to be real. So you hear the real stuff that's going on with moms. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, how it all really started was just like two best friends who still weren't in a place where they could be totally open and honest about the journey of motherhood, but we were fresh in there. And after a few months of hanging out, we started candidly talking about our experiences from, you know, being a mom, being a daughter, a sister, a a wife and, um, and a woman. And once we cracked it open, we realized like how much you can actually learn and grow from sharing your experiences with not only just your, your best friend, but also everyone else. And, and when you really let it down and you, and you're not filtered, people immediately want to talk to you about, about their situation. And what we've realized the most is everyone thinks that they're the only ones in it. And that's why they don't want to say it out loud. They don't want to be judged because they think it's that no one else is going through it. But once you say it out loud, and especially with how many people are in our community, it's like tons of people come in and say, thank you so much for like bringing this up. I have so much to say. I also want to add to that, like, you know, when you share in from a place of not being overwhelmed, because I think sometimes like we have the gift of laughter within the com- the real conversations. And I think that when you're able to put it out there, the real and the raw, but then the reason we need other people is because your own thoughts overwhelm you. And when you can say them out loud and someone isn't overwhelmed by your thoughts, it makes you feel less overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So I think that that, over- that overwhelmed feeling isn't talked about enough where when you share, it's like you share the overwhelm. And when someone's like, yeah, me too often we're not in the same overwhelmness at the same time. Nat and I, and often your community isn't, but they've been there, they'll be there or they're going there. And I think that that's something that we, we don't um, think about enough is when you share, it's not just being vulnerable, it's sharing that, that load with someone else. And they can say, Oh my God, I'm going through that. Oh my gosh, I went through that, you know, or I've been there. It's all that stuff to validate you. Yeah. And now that we're in a situation where we have older kids and so we're meeting moms that have older kids, it's like, I just, I sit them right down in the hockey rink or wherever. And I just start going with the questions, right? Cause now I realize that they have information and expertise to share and, and you got to interview them. Yeah, but it is so nice to see that kind of like the bulge go through is like, right, you guys finish potty training, then you start getting into all the middle school stuff. And then now the teen years are coming with all mm-hmm. those complications and having somebody like that, that's got kids a few years older than you that it's like it's fresh hot in their minds and they can yeah. help you. And then you look back at what you've been through and you can mentor those people behind and say, you know, oh, my God, you're like, I'm so glad I'm not dealing with potty training, but it's not as bad as like, you know, whatever fentanyl mm-hmm dab pens and there's such there's such perspective so are, are we done do you think we're done with the the what was I could would have considered this other kind of mommy trend that was going on where everybody was in mom groups but they as much as they were touted as being mom groups where you think that you would get support that I heard frequently that these moms actually just felt that they were really pressure kegs for perfectionism, living up to high standards, um, and that they weren't, they were more competitive and, and a bit more discouraging that, you know, it was a little Stepford wivesy kind of thing. Are those uh, gone or do they still exist? 
Oh my gosh. That is just like such a reminder of the, of the feeling. And I, uh, and sometimes like when I was in that group and I was feeling that pressure and it was really, it was really coming. I, uh, when I look back on it, it was within me that I was seeing things that they were doing or that their babies were doing. And because I was so, you know, inexperienced, insecure with being a mom, because how could I possibly be confident? It was the first time doing it. I was constantly comparing. So when I left, I would think about all the things I wasn't doing or places that I wasn't. Um, I think that I think there's definitely been a shift with being more open because there are more places than just in person to be able to speak about all of it. But as far as the new mom groups, like the physical mom groups, I don't know what they're like. Yeah, I can only hope that we've inspired more open conversations and being honest about how hard it is because people weren't talking about it when we had babies. I hope it's changed. I hope it's changed. I, 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 I think it has to have changed by now. Like, I'm sure there's the groups that, yes, have their meetings and it's crazy. But I think for the most part, people are fairly like, this is not afraid to say this is hard. I, I'm finding across mm-hmm. the board. I'm mm-hmm. hearing more. This is really hard. Mm. Yeah. It's 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 kind of like how we're trying to destigmatize mental health issues. Like people are talking. They're, we're changing the conversation. We're we're making it oh. real. Although I think it's gone too far the other way, to be honest with you. I think online has taken it to like now a darker, like, like everything is, you know, trauma centered and like, you know, just sort of like this really um, overwhelming place of like terrible where I know it's really important to talk about the hard, terrible things. But I, I think the trend that needs to come back is joy, like, mm-hmm. you know, is joy and laughter and fun and like that part of motherhood that exists, you know? And we realized that a lot during COVID that we were feeling so trapped, so unfun, so bored. Like we thought that between the two of us that we were like a bore to watch and then, or to, you know, to follow. And then when we went back on the road after COVID and people said, I have to tell you, like you were the ones that made me smile during COVID. Nothing else made me like laugh. And it didn't feel that way, Mm -hmm. but because we're always together and we can somehow find a way to laugh, whether it's like over a cocktail or we're laughing about, you know, some ridiculous outfit we're wearing or the fact that we never, you know, got our hair done or did our shopping or anything during COVID. We had to make fun of it all. And they said, you're what got us through. And we looked at each other. We're like, no way. Like, I'm like, we really? had no idea. We thought like, we were making people feel sad. Like if I have so to sad. do one more cooking video of what I'm eating, <laughs> I'm about to kill like, No. <laughs> so like you, life can be really hard and you can also find time for fun. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think you're right. I think when social change comes, it's our tendency for the pendulum to swing too far in the polar opposite direction before it kind of finds its center ground. And and yeah. maybe hit that extreme. And maybe now we are coming back to that being a little bit like, okay with being okay and working a little harder to actually in, enjoy this phenomena. Um, let me ask another question. Are, I mean, well, I also want people to know that yes, you guys bring this very um, autobiographical, funny, real perspective to people and give people permission to, to, you know, live the truth, the mom truth as one of your brands is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, uh, but you also bring in a lot of experts. Like you're, you, this, this is, this is, you don't claim to be the experts except for the experts of doing life within your own families and your own experience, but you bring a lot of resources. So, so people are still looking for solutions or looking for guidance or looking for help. What are, what are people most looking for? And, and that's my, that's my first question. What are they desperate? What, what do we still need to be getting into the hands of parents? That's my first Wait, question. I have this like major epiphany and I think that, 
that. And I learned this is that like people want to find the expert that speaks to them. Mm -hmm. Like they don't like, they want to find their solution and nothing else will kind of work until they find their own solution. And I think that, I think they're really still trying to find themselves. I think a big part of it is parent. Yeah. Parents don't know who they are. I think it, it goes back to sense of self. And I think that they go through multiple um, crises when we're kind of raised to think that motherhood, it's kind of like you grow up and you think motherhood's it. And then you're like, wait, I have a whole life to live and I have to live my life and raise them. And I think see a lot of moms in transition and have to refine themselves again and redefine themselves. And, you know, I, I, I don't even think they know that though. I think they're all looking for things, but I think it's, I think most people don't know themselves still. I know, you know, it's so crazy because confidence, they all want, how do I get confident? You're like, babe, you can't get it. You gotta earn it. it. But every time we bring in our experts to the common parent, it's so, and I know you know this, Allison, because you understand all of this, but sometimes when I'm, when the expert isn't necessarily speaking to, to me and my situation with my children and at that moment, my brain just automatically goes to myself, other adults I know, because it's all the same lessons. And I know we have to like be reminded for our children, but everything applies to like relationships, communication, like human nature and all of the natural things. So the experts, again, like even, even if you're not going through that specific situation with your child, our experts can really, you know, broaden your mind to think about things that maybe you've forgotten about. Um, or you like stifle because it's easier, mm-hmm. you know, than to hold your partner accountable for something or, you know, like, I think we carry a really big load as women, but I think that's sometimes also our fault because it's easier to just carry it than to address, you know, a lacking partner or a lacking help or lacking, you know, a, a lot of those things. I think what we come to realize is, you know, women still ask us, like, how do you leave the house? I'm like, wait, like, you know, and they're married with, with a, a, a partner, whether, or like they're with a partner. And I'm like, yo, it's 2020, like it's 2022, almost 2023. We got to like, like if you're married to someone or you have a partner who you can't leave the house because you don't think they're competent, you probably shouldn't be married to them. <laughs> like if you're, if you made them with them, you should probably think about how you can leave them with them because they love them as much as you do. I mean, on the other side about like finding yourself as, you know, adults are still trying to find themselves is I think that deep down, we know deep down, I think they often know who they are, but it's like, there's so many places to compare that you're not sure. You're like, am I like her or am I like her? Or am I mixed as the two of them instead of just being, but what am I? Like, what's my thing? What's my brand? What do I stand for? And it's hard to trust yourself, especially in parenthood. And the other thing I I see a big, like, especially because, you know, my daughter is now 13. Parents are really like really having a hard time accepting the fact that the world is changing and our kids really do know more about some topics than we do when we're talking about like social media and apps and all that. And instead of a lot of parents want to reject it and say, no, I don't want my kid to do that. I don't, I'm just going to not, they're not going to be a part of that. It's like, Oh, and they, them, like gender, gender like, fluidity. too much. I'm too old. They're like, this is change. a trend. This is ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. It's like, you're, you're irrelevant in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And either get on board or like mm-hmm. you, the butt, like your train's left, like you're gone because you want to ignore it. But like, it's not a trend. And it's actually, they're, in my opinion, the, the, the fastest changing generation we've ever had who are pushing things farther than we could ever imagine. And resisting what they're resisting what they're going through isn't going to help your relationship or your growth in this world. 
It's like, you know, we used to think, oh, the the world will change when we get rid of the old guard who can't get rid of their way. And we were thinking of like, you know, 60 and 70, 80 year old politicians. And it's like, no, it's the 35 and 40 year old parents who can't keep up. And I have incredible like when I get depressed about life, I absolutely look to youth. To, to feel mm. inspired. Mm. I'm not saying that they don't have struggles, but but by God, to your point, the fastest changing, the most attuned, high um, uh, demand for social equality, social yep. justice, fairness, yep. self-expression, like, yep. oh, they're lightning years ahead of, of oh. where we were. And, and they're actually changing it. Like they're actually getting gender neutral bathrooms. They're actually like, you know, referring to, to pronouns or is that what it's pronouns is like they, that like, yeah. that is like actually their, their, and it's they, not like a trend. It's what they're actually living. And they don't stumble on it like we do. So, you know, even for like the parents who are trying to reject it, to sit down and ask your kids, cause they know it all. Yeah. I think that youth, here's my, my fearless prediction. I think it's going to be youth that get the gun control happening in the States when they finally say, we're done with you guys coming into our schools and shooting us. They are done. They're actually done. They are uh, done. Yeah. Yeah. I I really think that that's going to be, that's, they will have a mass movement and they're going to get that thing figured out. You were like five five to 10 years away from it being mad chaos. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be wild to watch. Yeah. Now, what about, um, uh, so, so getting confident and getting your identity as being this core piece around this, uh, here's something we've been barking forever that we, I can't seem to move a boulder on. Um, do you still find this in your, in your experience, trying to give women permissions, moms permission still to do self-care. Like, it's like, you can say it a million times. I, this seems to be, there's this resistance is is that improving? Do you see what I'm talking about? It's really funny you say this because I had a, a person who is not a mom come to our show and they are like so far from the mom world and they came and they didn't know what to expect. <laughs> and she goes to me, she's like, it's like everyone was, it was unhinged. It was like, you know, it was unhinged. And that's a really good way to put it because I think that, I think that we don't just don't know how to do it because if you stop, it's like, you got to just keep moving forward because stopping feels harder than just moving forward sometimes. And I think we have to redefine self-care because I think self-care can feel overwhelming and not the same for everybody. Like, I think self-care can be like, people are like, well, I can't afford to go to the spa for the day, or I can't afford to go away for a weekend with my girlfriends. And I think, again, it comes back to knowing who you are and what makes you happy. They probably don't know who they are to know what self-care would even be. And the suggestions that people have are like, that doesn't, that doesn't make me feel good. It just makes me like, I would never want a bath of self-care and I would never want to get getting my hair done is the worst self-care I've ever heard in my life. I hate it. But self-care to me is like going for a walk with my dog, like that moment in the day. Like, so I think you have to know yourself again. And I don't think women do. So how can they know what they want if they don't know who they are? But there's, but it's never too late. And, but you really do have to find like what fills your buckets. What's, what makes you come home after and say, like, I feel, I feel better. I feel lighter. I feel happier. You've really got to find out what that thing is. Yeah. And, and hopefully hold up the mirror after and say, I actually had better patience and I enjoyed my kids better. And I liked how I showed up in my own life better after I was rested I, you know what I mean? Like it's, yes. it, isn't, it isn't actually selfish. It, it, it allows it over, it spills out back to your family. I want to let Absolutely. you know, self-care for me is a hotel bar. 
I like, I can't <laughs> like a really good hotel and a hotel bar with me with that makes me feel <laughs> like if I don't have to leave the hotel and I can go from my room to the bar and just sit and have like two drinks and food. It's like, it's like the, I don't, it's the weirdest thing in the world. It's like, it's not even the beach. It's like my worries, like they, it's the weird, but it's a weird self-care thing. But well, it's also kind of a reminder that you're an adult you're at a bar yeah, and you're a woman and you know, you're, it's just, it's, it's something that we have, we don't, you know, we don't, we didn't get to do for a lot I don't want to be at a table. I want to be at the bar, you know, like that. Interacting with people, people and up the Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I spent like a lot of years in the service industry. So I love it when someone serves me like that, yeah. that to your point, that is my opinion. Right. But, okay. So that carries a price tag and that, but, but I yeah. also, I absolutely train my kids that I read in the morning at the cottage. Like nobody mm-hmm. in my family disturbs me when I've got, a, I've got my own little beach chair. I take it down mm-hmm. to the dock. And it's like, there, there's like a cloak, there is like a cloak of, you know, that goes yeah. down over me and, and it's impenetrable and nobody bothers me because they're like, nope, that's Aunt Allie, that's mom, that's my sister down, she's doing her reading. And it is like, my parents yeah. made me nap yeah. until I was little, if you were at the cottage, you napped, I, I don't care, they didn't care what age you were, you went to your room from Quiet one to time. three. Quiet time. We did too. I was like, till, it, like, there was, and you did not disturb them. And you know, it's so funny because when you're saying the reading thing and I remember my mom's same thing and it was just like, you don't, you know, you don't go, you don't bother. And then quiet time. Three. But now I, now it's like, if we're reading a book and our kid comes to talk to us, we're like, we're like, we have to give you our attention. You know, you have something important to say. I don't want to miss out on it. You know, like our kids don't want to go to camp because we're like, we we're too fun. It's like not during the, like, you know, there's a pendulum and I'm like, yo, I they when we're all together, it's like, they don't want to leave us. And I'm like, oh, we did maybe want a little too far on the other way. No. Yeah. No, our kids went to sleepover camp and like, everyone seems to love it. And it's like a cult and everyone's like, this is the best our kids go. And they're like, yeah, I haven't really thought about it much since I was there. And my girlfriends go to me. It's because you and Kat are too much fun and they want to be with you. <laughs> she just well, stopped being so fun. 
It, it, you know, we should take a moment to realize that we are getting better at parenting and that a lot of the reasons why kids are like, you know, failure to launch. I don't necessarily like that word, but I mean, part of there's other reasons. Part of it is housing's really fucking expensive and kids can't afford mm-hmm. to like move away. They used to. And also we don't beat them with our belts anymore. I mean, the majority don't. We've gotten better mm-hmm. at disciplining our kids. We actually have healthy, better at doing healthy relationships with our kids than any other time in history. They're, okay. they, they're not fleeing from us because we abuse them i mean mm. we are doing it better okay you know? see i like it you just made me feel better already just a really long summer with teenagers looking <laughs> yeah, at you yeah. you're trying to keep them like not getting high or you know getting fingered at the local corner store you're like what can we do here maybe they need to maybe that's what they need oh <laughs> uh, they'll still have lots of life lessons you'll you'll get you'll get your breaks um yeah what, so what do you think are still the big pain points that society needs to be aware of or we all need to do better working on or we need better resources around? Like, you know, where do we where where are moms still sort of in pain that we just people aren't getting or we're not doing enough I for so lonely? Like, I think a lot of moms feel a lot of loneliness. And I think that also, though, is within their relationships and their, you know, I think I think I think we're doing a better job. I think they need to have permission to just do it how they want to do it. Like, you know, working mom versus stay at home mom versus like, it's like, I feel like our generation, we have 14 year olds now. So I, I don't go by age. I go by like the age of your children. Cause that's kind of the, the pressure cooker you grew up in really had this like notion of, I can, I can do it all. I feel like that's what we were raised with is like, you can have it all. You can go to work. You can have your kids. You can do this. You can do this. And it, it comes at a cost of, you can't do it all. It's impossible to do it all, nor should you do it all. And I think that we need to get better at realizing we don't want to do it all. Like, why would I want to do it all? You know, we still apologize for having someone come help clean our house. We still apologize for having someone pick up our children. We still apologize, you know, to the carpool mom who's helping. It's like, we just need to work better together. And I think that women are still so afraid to ask for help. And I see that. Even within myself, I apologize profusely for asking a mom to get my, you know, it's like this weird thing. We still have this thing, even though we have come so far um, because we were forced to travel. We forced, it was part of our job. We're we're happy. Um, We said, yes, um, we have learned that um, between our, our husbands, other amazing moms and our moms that other people can take care of our kids. But I, you know, the two of us are still, you know, I mean, I I think I I am, I think you are too. Like if someone else is taking care of the kids, you're kind of always in a rush to get back, Mm -hmm. you know? And I remember feeling that like desperately when that was a baby, the babies, and I would like literally leave for probably 10 minutes and I would be desperate to get back. It's still that feeling that like, you're the one that needs to be there. And that's absolutely like not the way. Um, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to let go of the role that you feel like you're you're supposed to be, you know, and it it is a big role, but I think we self-create a lot. And I think mom guilt is, you know, apologizing for who you are. I think we have to get better at not apologizing for who we are and get better at, you know, you'd never want your kids to apologize for who were who they were. They'd never be like, I'm so sorry that you you know what I mean? Like you you want them to be like, I'm going out, I had so much fun. I love that. Not like I'm so sorry I'm leaving yeah. you. It's okay. Like let's it, just own it. Let's just be us and think we'll raise a, a, a better generation. I, I also, every time I hear someone say, well, I, I took my maternity leave and then he took his paternity leave. I'm like, oh, bless. Gosh, I wish that we had done that. Mm. I think we'd be in a different situation right now if our husbands had been alone with the baby and we weren't there. 
I, you know, I have told people that the biggest gift that I think going back to school for me, I got my master's when my kids were young, was that I had to, to I had to take coursework in Chicago. I was at, at school every weekend. And so I was such an overdoing mother because I loved it, like not not with intentionality. I mean, I overdo everything. I overdo talking. I overdo everything. Um, and so a little go-go energizer rabbit, I literally had to be removed from the stage in mm. order for my husband to show up and and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's very relatable. And I think that's what we, that's so right. And that's exactly what we did. We were like, like to every little thing. And then when we stepped away, it's better for everybody. And that's what we try to tell moms. But it is interesting that the like, I'll still be at home and they'll, they'll all say mom, even though we're both standing there, mom and dad, it's like, mom, 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 like this. And I'm like, it's, and then he'll just keep eating it, like doing what he's doing. And I'm like, this is just a fascinating ex- experiment that I'm watching. It is. It's that so crazy. you are, and I have to be like, guys, I have two ears. There's four of you talking at me at the same time. And then he's talking to me about the plans. And I'm like, all this is too much. I'm like, I'm not medicated enough to have all of you talking <laughs> to me. The like craziest this. thing happened last night. And it, again, you know, because it's always like an experiment you're watching. My husband went away with my youngest. So the youngest is the fourth. People are always, you know, or I'm always, I'm always with him. Him and I are like, you know, I, I, I keep him very close. And last night he saw something on the iPad that he thought was interesting. And I watched him he was sitting closer to me. He walked over and he showed his dad after spending like three sleeps with him. And then he came and showed me, but I was like, and like just in that small moment, I know we're going to go back to it. But I was like, he went to him first. The habit was dad, not mom. For one second. The habit, their I'm habit. Sure it'll be over tomorrow. But I was like, imagine if we did that more often, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think dads are, you know, I think they are stepping up more. I think that we're letting them step up more. I don't <laughs> well, think that well, they weren't stepping up. I think that we were, uh, for us, we were over controlling mm-hmm. and yeah. we didn't let them. Maybe they were always capable. Who knows? They were, but we just didn't let them be. That that backing up so that they can show up and show up in the way they want to show up, not not following yep. our, our marching orders. That's right. Yep. Can I, I know, like, again, you guys listen to so many experts and I know that you wouldn't have anyone on who you thought was like, you know, piece of trash. Um, oh, we have, but, and they did not air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got catfish, oh, oh, but good anyways. to know. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of the experts have more in common than they have, you know, d- differences. But we yep. started our relationship early at that North, I think it was North Toronto earlier. Well, you guys, no, you guys had, you invited me as one of your first speakers when you guys nope, had. We, no, I, we started with you first and then you were a speaker and then I I went to your boot camp and then we I went to the preschool. That was the order of events. Wow. And then you came that was on all yeah. back to back. That was all really close, like probably like yep. all in like 18 months or something. That was yep. all the really first bad. Ta- the first time I ever came to listen to you speak was because our preschool was hosting you in the, in the church and you and and I brought my husband and we came, we watched you speak. And I was like, and you were at the schools. I went to the what schools. Is this? Mm-hmm. this is our lady. We this were fans. It. We were fans before so, you knew us. We were fans. That Well, I, I love, I thank you. And, um, you know, for, for me, it's like being a fan of Adlerian psychology. Cause like I, I tell people, it's sort of like, if you found the cure for cancer, you'd want everyone to know. So of course mm-hmm. I'm like out there barking this stuff, but only because it was, you know, it, it's so helpful and useful to me that I feel like everybody needs to know about it. So if you, you had to put it down to like a few things that would identify why it stands out from other parenting stuff that you hear or you listen to. What is it that you're like, 
damn, you need to know this Adlerian stuff because it gave us this, that, or the other thing. What what was it that made it stand out? What's its differentiating brand it's quality? Actually, <laughs> I think it's that it's act- actionable items right away. Like it's like when you understand the reason, well, number one, when you understand that you're trying to launch people, and I think Illyrian is really like you you can't go from, you know, them not being able to put their coat on to being able to go pay bills and leave the house and have a family. Like mm-hmm. you gotta go through the steps here, people. So like let them and you know that the the natural process is to be independent, but as parents, we don't want that. So it's not about just the behavior of like why they're having a temper tantrum. A lot of a lot of people go through the emotion of why they might be feeling that. But it's like when they're going through a temper tantrum, they're trying to gain independence. It's not about you. It's about them. Step back, let them feel it and have your boundaries. They have their boundaries. When you have your boundaries, you're teaching them their boundaries. And it's two different relationships. It's you and them and them growing up rather than you like this, trying to fix them. Does that make sense? Like you can't fix them, fix you. So they can find themselves. And I think so many of the like, yeah, the the just the basics of the of the Adlerian theory when our kids were freaking like a year and a half and everything, it was like it was so consistent. Everyone was on the same page with it. It's like they they like just understanding that they are individuals, part of it, like in and everything in life, you're part of a team and you're capable of your own your own thing. And why capability leads to connection, why connection, capability, community leads to confidence. You know, yeah. and confidence isn't one of the Illyrian four C's, but it should be because what you're building is independence, which leads to confidence and capability. So the, all of the C's lead to the confidence that every parent wants. And I think that that's what people don't understand is it's not about changing your child. It's about helping them find the best selves through all the four C's. And that's, in my opinion, if you can always just keep that in your head, that like, you know, if you want a confident child, you got to let them do their life yeah. and walk beside them, not hold them through their life. And that just made so much sense to us with little people wanting little people to be great older people. But I mean, the theory still like it's it's still it still works for grown-ups. you wonder why 12 year olds don't want to do the dishes because at one two three and four when they wanted to help you you told them no don't do it and now they're like now you're like do it they're like what my whole life you told me not to do it now i gotta do it like what's that about you change your mind that's not fair it's just that that style and the way you speak it just it makes so much sense and it's easy to understand it makes sense yeah it's like, logical yeah, even when every time we have you on or we went to listen to you speak and you're, you know, you're talking about that theory, it's like, it's I facts. get it. Like, it's facts. I, it's facts and I get it. It's not over my head. It's not complicated. It's not like, oh, like try and put that into your world. It's like, I get it. It's hard facts. I can put it in my pocket. I understand. I can teach my kids. Like, it's not I, think hard. If, I think if both spouses or both partners could go and listen or watch, I think there'd be a lot less conflict because you would, you know, it's not opinion. Like, <laughs> the one that will always, I think you changed the relationship of my husband was with the power struggle of dropping the rope and like, like a power struggles almost everywhere in parenting. And when you explain the power struggle and you see what you're in and you cannot personalize it, you can kind of be like, well, all right, good luck to you. And I think that those are the things that no one really talks about is they want to talk about why the power struggle, but you're kind of like, Adlerian's kind of like, well, can't control it. So drop it and let them think, think they won. All right, you won. Congratulations. But now I'm extracting myself from the situation. So good luck to you, you know? And it doesn't fix it. Nothing gets fixed, but it's not about fixing it. And I think that's really important to know too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I, I love all that. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to putting out more content for 2023. And I just, I'm just so aware that a lot shifted in the last two years with the pandemic. A lot mm-hmm. has shifted with how women are in the world with hashtag me too and about the patriarch and like, you know, this is our time. I love that you're saying let's be authentic. Let's step back and let the men, the, the men show up. Let's take, take charge of our lives and be allowed to, to, work and not feel guilty and let other people love and have relationships with our kids and use the community the way the community was meant to, to be harnessed, you know, God, did we not learn that during the pandemic? Like, Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And just, you, you, it doesn't mean you have to go and be best friends with everyone, but it, it does mean you can be a little like kinder and gentler with them, you know, when you see them and give them a compliment or, you know, and one last point is that we just did a really an amazing podcast with a woman and she highlighted that men are actually incredibly lonely and because they don't have a lot of authentic relationships outside of the nuclear family. And imagine if we did step back as women and let them have those relationships with their children in a different way, what that might go to everywhere else in their lives when they see, you know, that it's not us managing a relationship with their children, that they get to have their own. That's, that is a, such a beautiful, beautiful point because you're right. It is a lot too about men being vulnerable, but you're more likely to be vulnerable in a role as a dad mm. than, you know what I mean? With, with younger kids than maybe mm-hmm. with peers or your bosses or in a corporate environment or whatever, where maybe there's some different role restrictions there. Mm. Um, and so why not let that flourish or let that be the place to, to practice mm. stretching? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is something I think a lot of people need. If you're looking for content, it's really how to, you know, let someone have their own relationship within a family because it's hard. It's hard as moms. You're like, you're doing it wrong. Do it this way. You can't do authentic wrong. (laughs) There's that call to action for all of us to be, to be authentic, to be ourselves, to be in real relationship. And I love, you know, just as uh, to recap as in, in closing here, because I want to respect your time, you know, that idea of bringing joy back in that, that, you know, if you think about your attention as being like looking down a toilet paper roll or whatever that you get to like spotlight, that, that you know, we, we need to put the spotlight on the times our kids are being loving, the times they are cooperative, the things that are going well in our life, the times our husband do show up in ways without being asked or they're being authentic. And there's a lot of information there. If we were sleuthing for it, I think that we would, we would get it. We go and go look and create the joy that we need in our lives after coming out of this, the last two dark years. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Oh, any parting words from you ladies? And then I'm going to let you throw to wherever people can follow you. And of course, I'll put all that in the show notes, but anything else? We'll you say one last thing that we always say that the kids won't remember much, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. So try to find the joy because they'll remember you smiling when you pick them up. They'll remember you laughing in the car. They'll remember the voice of you, you know, putting on whatever crazy music and having fun. They'll remember that. And that's, they won't remember much, but they will remember that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Are you speaking for both or do you have something to end there with too, Nat? Oh, she's speaking for both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to say how much I mean to her and life wouldn't be the same without my friendship and the gift of my presence in her life. Too. That's, really totally, that's totally what I thought she was going to say. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, I am going to put all your connecting information in, in the show notes. Um, but is there anything upcoming? What do you, what do you want parents to know? What's, what's the next big thing on the event horizon? We can I mean, you, you are one of the experts at free, and the common parent. And for those of you who don't know about it, I mean, 
We're just really trying to succinct parenting so that you can get your quick hits and understand what, you know, it's about understanding what um, your teenager may be going through. So you have a better insight into how they might be feeling because they're not very good at communicating. So how can we show up and connect in a way that is not offensive and be there for them when you hate them or they don't, they hate you, you know, when you're just, it's so tumultuous. And I think we're just really trying to get parents information that they can't have anywhere else. And, and if you feel a little more in control of your parenting, or at least, you know, happier about the situation with the people that live in your house, you might have a little more space for fun. And we are going on tour in Canada and the States in 2023. So if you go to cadnat.ca, you can see all of the tour dates where things get unhinged in a really good way. <laughs> and and what about the journal? How's the journal doing? Great. It's going really well. And, you know, it's such a learning curve because people are using it out of the scope that we thought they would, which is everything, you know, to diffuse situations for teens to check in. And it's been, I use it with my son all the time. He doesn't write back much. It's like two or three words, but he reads it and he kind of smiles and laughs. I read it with him, but it's my way to write to him and him hear me in a different way. So yeah. I'm, I'm, it's been really great. Oh, that's so great. I was so excited when you launched that. That's so good. Well, I will put all the links up in the show notes. And I just, I thank you so much for making time for me and the way that Anytime. you are making the world a better and real place for moms is just so much gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Well, go buy, go buy everything else and Schaefer, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> thank you so much. Heard it here first on her own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Go buy it all. Books, all right. Webinars, go buy it all. Bye, Allison. Thank you. Thanks. As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast. So thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.